Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Don McLean. Hey, 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 How's hey. everybody? Good morning, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, you will notice that in yesterday's recording, I think it was yesterday, right, Steve? I don't know. The what voice you started to do was Obama. No, 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 no. You were reading like Obama. No, okay. For, so, in War of the Worlds... I, I've been cast as announcer one. Donna is announcer two. So it's like we are hosting a radio show together. Imagine that. Except it's kind of it's kind of flipped in that I am the more serious right. one. And Donna is the, oh, we've got a caller. The world's ending. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the first night I was trying to just channel like old-timey voice. And you're listening to the old radio. Yeah, it was Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell exactly. is what you guys said. Yep. And so I don't have a, I know the name Howard Cosell, I know he's iconic, football broadcaster, Monday Night Football, but I never listened to Howard Cosell, <laughs> but I guess he represented kind of an old-timey voice, as is, right? Yeah. Old, no. Sort of, uh, what's going to happen between next? between every word. Okay. So then, so you guys say, Howard Cosell's my inspiration for day one. Day two, yesterday, I'm reading lines. We hate to interrupt this program, but we tell you that this has happened. And I'm doing all that, but then Donna starts to heckle me. Mid performance, when oh. I'm emotionally in a in a space of performing, I'm vulnerable. <laughs> oh, she my said, God. "Why don't you quit doing your Obama?" Thank you. you so were, then I started the thing. Doing, oh, you were channeling Obama. We see some aliens. You totally were. But you know, it's funny. Talk real slow at and the that's beginning. That's what's important. <laughs> speed it up, speed at, the it up at the end. And yeah. speed it up at the end. <laughs> By the way, we're on. Um, you could go to our website, mytalk1071.com right now. We are Zooming, and you can see us. Hi, everybody. Hey, what's up? Yesterday what's up, guys? We, we had a whopping three people watching, so yeah. that's exciting. How do you see that? It shows it somewhere? How many Somebody people? emailed us and said, oh, my God, I'm only one of three people. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, wow. That made us feel <laughs> like you. idiots. Yeah. Well, I had seen some 40 people on the day before. They probably saw what they oh, needed okay. to see. Hey, let's not bury the lead. Yesterday, we do this. Now, I was doing like full radio yesterday. I didn't do any Twin Cities Live. And so, Don, you and the morning show team, <laughs> they try to get you guys in there and then out of there so that you're not staying around till the end. So after you guys leave, but it was still like probably around 3 o'clock when you yeah. left, um, we finish up at about, I don't know, 3.30. And Donna's like, Steve, Steve, wait, wait. I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to go put my stuff down and 
leave. Steve, wait, Steve, wait, wait. Because that's how I talk. Steve. It sounds like Hannah. Steve. <laughs> don't make me walk alone on a light rail, Steve. You have to go on the light rail? No, I don't know why oh, I brought that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how they make us travel right now during Down and Dirty. Yeah, but yeah. So she's asking me, Steve, wait, Steve, wait, Steve, wait, will you walk with me? Walk with me. And of course, she's getting her 16 bags together. <laughs> yeah. God only knows yeah. what's in them. Yeah, me too, Donna. Yeah, don't worry. Girl after my own heart. Don't worry about it. Okay, so I wait for her. And then we, as we're walking out of the broadcasting area, we see Colleen and Bradley, who we were talking some smack toward. You know, I had offered them a suck it yesterday. We oh, wanted to beat yeah. them in, in, in money raised. Yeah, you did. I was trying to dodge them. But you were trying to dodge them. Me. So I get into a conversation with them, chit-chat, and a little camaraderie, project down and dirty. And then Donna, Colleen comes in. Bradley was there first, then Colleen comes in. Donna just slowly starts moonwalking. And then remember, she's the one who's like, Steve, wait, Steve, wait, Steve, wait. What? And then I was like, hang on a second. And she just says, eh, I'm leaving. And then she turns. As I close the conversation with Bradley, she turns and leaves. Gone. Oh, darn. Leaves me in the dust. Wow. I just wanted to pal around and walk out together and talk about the day. But you're one of those people, and the last guy I worked with was the same exact way. Sus. at work to socialize. I'm at work to do my job, get her done, and get going. Right? I just, I was just thinking it was just like a couple minutes. We're just going to have camaraderie, something to talk about Your on the couple radio. Couple minutes is not a couple minutes, and you know, it's it's well, a long day for Deval. I'm not wor- used to working normal people hours. I know. In the meantime, I'm like, whoa, I'm going to get out of here early. This is amazing. So maybe that's why I was. You felt late. I got to get home, and I was like, I'm on borrowed time here. By the way, I then walked down. I put my 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 computer away downstairs near Twin Cities Live, and I have to use the bathroom before I go on the road. More about a bathroom tip that I got from our buddy Omar coming up today at 1045. Oh, Sent me a private email. <laughs> Vulnerable private. topic. I'll tell you what he suggested. Okay. But I do that. I walk through, and then Kelly Hansen and Paul Folger from Five Eyewitness News are co-hosting. It's Paul's a like, hey, party here. Is anyone social distancing? He's like, well, no, no, they were social distanced. They were on opposite sides of the desk. Sorry, they were doing Twinsies Live. And he's like, hey, you want your mic back? And Kelly said, what? I said, I'm already done. They just wrapped me at radio, so I'm done now. And she said, do you want to co-host at 4 o'clock? Paul has to leave and go get ready for the news. Oh and I said, oh, yeah, let me let me, let me me ask Christian if he wants me to. So I called the producer and sent him a note and said, hey, I'm here. I'm slightly unshaven, but I'm happy to help out. You want me on at 4? Oh, that's so nice of you. I'd be like, sorry, got to go. Me and, too. And then he said, uh, <laughs> he said, no, thanks for the offer, but we've already explained that you're elsewhere, so we don't want to re-explain that suddenly you've, you've returned. Uh-huh. Uh, so he said, no, you can just go. So at about, I don't know, 4.45, I took off. So wait, home. you took off at 4.45? Excuse me, 3.45. Oh, okay, 345. so who filled in for uh, Ke- Kelly just did it solo during the last half what hour. What a professional. What a that professional. Girl, I'm telling you. Today we're doing something for her. We're uh, It's the 5K for 5K. Oh, awesome. She's going to run a 5K around our building today. Oh, around the building. In her work clothes. What? At 3.30 (laughs) or 3.45. She is. We're kicking her out. She wants to do this because she wants more Instagram followers. Are you serious? So then she and our producer said, well, what about this idea? Why don't you run a 5K in an effort to try to get 5,000 new followers on Instagram? Cute. So they launched it yesterday. We'll check in with her. We'll have water stations, a live reporter outside in our parking lot. That's cute. As she circles the building, um, Kelly Hansen's 5K for 5K. You can follow her at KellyTCL on Instagram. 
Great plug, Steve. Um, So she's trying to raise Instagram followers. We're trying to raise money. Um, It's all part of Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio Drama. We're doing a reinterpretation of War of the Worlds. We're making it local. We're putting a comedy spin on it. And tickets are on sale now. And just in case you're wondering... The tickets are $10, okay? It's going to premiere on Friday at 7 p.m. What that means is if you buy a $10 ticket, you will get a link to watch us perform War of the Worlds. And then um, if you're not available on Friday, lots of people asking, you know, can I watch it another time? Yes. You, you could watch it throughout the weekend. You've got until I think 1130 on Sunday. And so that's that. Otherwise, it's going to air the radio only version on our radio station on Monday. Uh, But $10 and we're going to divvy that up, I believe, between all of our awesome uh, charitable organizations Mm -hmm. that we are raising money for. We are raising money for Alina's uh, Caring for Caregivers Fund. And this is just, you know, really important, especially now because healthcare workers are at increased risk of catching covid you know they're putting themselves at risk every day they're going home to their families right they can't be uh, a sick of the pandemic like they are but they still have to every day there's no lax time for them exactly you know what i mean they have to be fully committed and their attention has to be on people's health and safety and that can be so exhausting and nurses especially i mean these are people who deal with you know people who are scared every day people who are anxious um we were talking with someone from Alina yesterday and she said you know people are they're not only caretakers as far as physical caretakers as nursing goes but these people oftentimes are isolated from their families because of the restrictions at Mm -hmm. hospitals so what this fund does is um it's there for healthcare workers who um fall on financial hardship but yeah i think they could have a, a partner who is suddenly out of work mm-hmm. kids who have moved back in with them added financial responsibility and so they are not immune to financial hardship in the midst of the economic crisis and all of the fallout exactly. from the disease um, and so it's a really really cool practical way mm-hmm. to support folks so if you would be so kind as to help us raise uh, a lot of money for these guys it would be awesome just go to my talk 1071.com click on project down and dirty you'll see uh, a button that says donate and follow the prompts to the donna and steve show and um we'll give you an update on where we're at when we come back but when we do come back steve you're gonna have some things that make you go huh how many parking spaces do you think there are for each individual person? So if you looked at all the parking spaces on planet Earth, oh. wow. um, how many? we'll, uh, we'll let narrow it. We'll do it to the United States. If you looked at all of them available to you in the United States, there's a certain amount of parking spots designated for each person. We'll tell you what that number is and a bunch of other stupid things you really don't need to know when we return. Things that make you go, huh, next on Don and Steve on my talk. Listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. You can also watch the show. Yeah. That's fun for all of us. I just entertained the folks during the commercial break, I think. I was not watching, I was reading. Oh. Were you uh, eating a banana? Yep. Okay. Uh, go to MyTalk1071.com. That's where you'll find us. I think you have to click on the project down in yeah, dirty. Click on the picture. Yeah, people are confused about that. Just click on the big picture that says Project Down and Dirty Classic Radio Drama. It's right there on the front page. 
Okay. All right. Thank you, Steve. Steve is uh, giving us an extra close up of his mouth. Bang the oh. huh. I'm not watching. Huh. Bang the <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God, John. I love your reaction. You're like, oh. Well, I just like I took my pants off. No. Mm-mm. Well, I guess I'm the one who has to give you the facts. Okay. <laughs> How many parking spots do you think are allotted for Don McLean in the United States? How many parking spots for Donna Valentine in the United oh, States? Like, so th- this is if you broke down the total number of spots. So like it, every store, every Home Depot, every Target. You're D right. And if oh, all of America shoot. had one spot, had one had, like, if everybody went out at one point and it was like, go find your parking spots, oh, everyone go God. now. How many would be available to each person? <sighs> This is very overwhelming. All right, I know. I agree. I don't like these kinds of questions. I'm just going to throw out a stupid number. Okay. I'm going to say 333. There are about um, 800 million parking spaces yeah. in the United States, or eight per car. Oh. Hmm. I was being a little more hopeful. 353. She's doing... Isn't it the most awkward moment when you hear someone doing math? <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, carry the one. Wait, yeah. cross it's always like out. a beautiful mind situation. Yeah, you know, but it's that. not beautiful. At no, all. Uh-uh. no, Hoover Dam. Why'd they say Hoover Dam? The dull mind of Don McLean. Oh, here's something interesting that you likely didn't know about Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, she speaks such perfect French that she does her own dubbing for the French versions of her movies. Oh wow, that's, that's fun! Great. I love Jodie Foster. Me I wish too. she would put something, do something. I want to see, I don't want to see a directed, Yeah. I don't care about, I, I want to see her <laughs> in a movie. Remember that Beaver yeah. movie? Yeah, with, with Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. How was it? It was fine. Oh, that, she directed it, right? Yeah. That was yeah. his like, comeback movie. Yeah, and he befriended a beaver, like a stuffed beaver. Uh-huh. It was, it was strange. <laughs> it was strange, but. Sounds a little weird. It's. It was a little weird. Anyway, beaver uh, talk. Okay, don't, don't say that. A new study found that it takes all mammals... Mammal. 12 seconds to poop. Now, it was a small sample size. What is with... Probably... Need, guys, this is what it gave me. Small sample size. Hey! <laughs> oh. It was a small sample size. Probably needs more research, but it's good to know. So, from beginning to end, when it's time, when it's time... <laughs> Now, some people are such well-oiled machines, they go in there, and you think they just went in to blow their nose. They come back out, and they're like, oh, done. What a journey. Oh, my gosh. 12 seconds? So, Mm -hmm. who's timing this? Some forest ranger with a stopwatch? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> Here's the elf. Rounding the corner up. Oh, no. Come on, Bill. He's pooping. And, and now. Do that. 12 seconds again. Who's next? The woodchuck even get to show its face around here? <laughs> By the way, Don, are you okay? 
Don or Donna? Donna. Uh, I'm good. Why? Okay. Just making sure. Did I disappear or anything? No, no. You were just feeling a little... You said to step out during uh, Project Down and Dirty yesterday for a brief moment. Oh, no. And this study is ringing some bells for me, so I just want to make sure everybody's okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I will not share with the class what you said to me as you walked past me upon your return. <laughs> Because it would change everyone's perspective of you permanently. Oh, my. But she's got a lot more rough and tumble in her than you guys uh, might know. Oh. I love how any opportunity Steve has, he throws me under the bus or teases, you know, threatens to throw me under the bus. Yeah, don't cross me. What the- should I do? <laughs> Nothing. Just, just an awkward pause for a moment. The only member of ZZ Top without a beard is the drummer who, get this, his name no. is Frank Beard. Beard. <laughs> no, no. What are the chances? That's something. That's funny. Now, look at the, if you're watching the live stream right now, I'm going to, ladies, I need you to look at the screen. I'm going to mm. show you something on my face, but it's my eyes. Uh, my eyes. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. What? Okay, hold on. Let me put the video back up. Wait. God. All right. So close. So, right, Steve, your mic is off, you idiot. It's, he's no, just not it's talking. On. I'm just into not it. talking into Sorry. it. Hey, why don't <laughs> this you is zip a radio show. Looky. You're showing us the whites what of your eyes. What color are my eyes? Well, they look kind of blue right now. Okay. They're green. And what's the point? <sighs> They're green. Green eyes are the rarest in the world. I have green eyes. Only well, welcome to the two percent club. Two percent of people have green eyes. Brown eyes are the most common, and that's a ri- oh, look at your eyes. Jeez, you guys. Yours <laughs> just appear more yellow. Oh, all right, Steve. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> he makes me so mad. All right, I have something for Springsteen bands. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve show today on my talk 1071 everything entertainment. So I checked out the Bruce Springsteen documentary on Netflix. Uh, I'm sorry. It's on Apple. It's on Apple. Uh, It's called letter to you. And it's kind of like a companion piece to his new album. He did this last year with um, Western stars, but uh, if you're a Springsteen fan, you will really like this. My initial thought when I started watching this was I started fast forwarding and I'm like, because it's like an hour and a half long. And I'm like, come on. Why are they singing full songs like they were singing every song on the album? And then finally, I just I just let go. And to my surprise, I found that I really want to buy this album. It is so good. Oh, that's yes. positive. And it's like he's experiencing this incredible creative period in his career because he's still got that oomph of a young musician, but now he's got the, you know, the wisdom of age. And by the way, Bruce Springsteen looks fantastic. Mm. He does not look his age, whatever that is. He's got to be in his 70s, right? Gosh, Efforting. I think. Okay, you effort. I mean, wasn't he at Woodstock? 71. He was at Woodstock, right? That's what's always amazing about him. I'm almost positive. I don't know. I mean, he's been around since like 60, maybe 68. Right. 
And I asked a question about the, his some of his new music. Does it feel more it's, mellow no. songwriter? No. Okay. Um, no, that was the last album, uh-huh. I would say. But this album is more of like an arena type of music. Clap your hands, sing oh. along to. It's full. It's bold. It's rich. Now, there are two mellow Couple, songs. Sure. On the album that I love, like when I heard, I'm like, oh my god, I'm totally getting this album. Um, but the band got together, and what's really interesting about the recording process is that they do it old timey. They're not doing okay. Let's now dub in the strings. Mm, let's bring the sax mm. in. They're doing full on band. Oh, at his studio. This I think they did this in four days. They recorded the entire album, and he would come into the room with his guitar, and then, I mean, there's a lot of people in this band. Mm-hmm. He would just sit there with the guitar and sing the song acoustically, and then they would cut to the band bringing it together with that full-on That's, feel. Gosh, I wish I could do that. That's always so amazing to me, how people can just hear something and then figure out what their what their harmony would be yeah. with their mm-hmm. instrument. The drum the, solo. Oh, man. How to start the song, the you know, keyboards. This is reminiscent of how Frank Sinatra used to record. Mm. He would go in and then it would there's a full big band behind him. So think of mm-hmm. all of the coordination that has to happen there. And it's like then don't you feel the pressure? Like if you're in Bruce Springsteen's band Aren't you like, look, Bruce is probably going to nail his part here. Mm-hmm. Let's not accidentally miss a note on my lead guitar solo or something like right. that. And and I think what that probably does is it elevates everybody, right? It's there. You want to do better. You yeah. want to do better. You want to do better. And that probably then turns into a really nice finished product. You know, it kind of reminds me of our recording War of the Worlds for Project Down and Dirty in that we're doing long takes. It's not like, okay, Donna, do your part again. We'll dub it in later. Right. No. Yeah. No, that's There's why no time it sucks for that. so bad when you're all the way through a huge paragraph and you <laughs> mess it up at the end. You go, <laughs> with one word and you're like, well, we can't take that one. People are like, why? What's wrong? Well, you didn't hear me go, <laughs> right. <laughs> No, we can't take the first take. Exactly. Well, in Letter to You, uh, the Bruce Springsteen uh, documentary on the making of his album of the same name, they um, the one thing I really like about it, there's two songs. You know how I go with like, I always think of like funeral songs. Oh, what? Okay. There's two really good songs. One is like, so Steve, we got to talk about her. She mentioned the other day she's really into death she was I'm so not into it i'm intrigued by it you okay. were so bummed yesterday that you missed our interview with crescent tide cremation <laughs> you were like i really wanted to talk about that she I'm, loves talking about okay, it. okay that's great i love six feet under but in reality would i want to be a funeral director exactly <laughs> i questioned myself because i googled it well after I, the series was well, over, i bet I'm it like, pays What's good it cost to go i have to- a friend who's actually um I, I guess you would call it a mortician a mortician yeah or, yeah a neighbor actually Shout out to Sarah. She's a listener. Oh, Sarah, I got to talk to you. Oh, my God. She would love to. I'll hook you guys up. You can come over. Anyway. Anyway. You found good funeral songs now that we will play as we run the slideshow of your life. Yeah. You know what it is? Because it's kind of what Bruce is doing um, when, like, the movie is pretty simple. Okay. But then it's interspersed with anecdotes and commentary and full performances like i said but you could tell that he's starting to feel his mortality Mm -hmm. and so you can feel the love in the room with all of his friends because these are people he's been recording with for nearly 50 years right 
And yeah. so there's like this joy and this appreciation. And I always pictured Springsteen as like a Mr. Krabby Pants. Oh. Not so much. And he comes across as the complete opposite, just like appreciates family and his friends. And he knows that even though he's writing the songs, that they're the ones who are going to bring it to life. Mm. And it's just, it's a good film, except that it's kind of, if you're not a huge Springsteen fan, you might find it a little boring. It feels like poorly edited, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Like Like they made it for their fans. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really nice to to see him and how kind he is to the people in his his life and just how his creative mind works. He even he had a band when he just started out called the Castiles in you know, in Jersey where he grew up mm-hmm. and walking here. He's the last re, uh living surviving member of that band. Oh. Wow. So he wrote a song for them called Last Man Standing. Okay. Then he has a song called I'll See You in My Dreams. And it's mm. just oh, it's just so sweet. I really enjoyed it. At first I was When's like, the new album out? Is it already out? It's out, I believe. Okay. Isn't it? I feel like it came out. Well maybe tomorrow we'll listen to a little bit and some new music on Ooh. New Music Friday. I like love it. it. By love the way, it, it this out. let's go back to funerals for a moment. Dear up. I will sing at your funeral. Thank you. And that's the song we will sing. And again, remember oh my God. The, the hundreds of people who have crammed into this cathedral where we will lay you to rest. <laughs> Thank you. When I say, here to the wonder we got. Dear. And I just emotionally put my arms up and it'll be a not oh totally in sync. <laughs> that's it that's the beginning and the end of the song that's the only part we're singing um, inside joke by the way maroon five did a live version of their song and steve could not help but notice well it was going so great it was yeah. wonderful and then adam levine self-sabotaged by throwing in a deer up. here we go <laughs> anyway Hey, so let me talk about funerals. Okay. When my grandfather passed away, um, he had a congestive heart failure, so like his final heart attack in the middle of the night. And I don't know if this was because my grand... I don't know if my grandparents had a personal relationship with the funeral director, Russ Truby, from the Truby Funeral Home. We grew up in a small town. But as as I remember the story, I was 15 when this happened, Russ Truby from Truby Funeral came to my grandparents' house in the middle of the night when it happened, when they were like, we lost Rob. Mm-hmm. And then he came over and immediately started being with them. Do you, do you, does that sound like something that would that maybe happens with some funeral parlor directors in smaller towns? Or is, Small was, towns, I would say. Like, my brother is friends with a couple of funeral directors in our town, which is a small town, like mm-hmm. 30,000 people. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not that that's, small. but yeah. is, Ours was no, 4,000. It is? Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I don't know how many people. What kind? Well, there were four thousand people in my that's uh, extremely small town growing up. But he got buried a couple towns, or the funeral was a couple towns over in Oakmont, which had like twenty thousand people. I don't know, but I maybe 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 there's a friend of the family. But I I remember always being taken by that because as you talk about sort of the fascination with death and what happens, I remember always thinking, wow, that funeral director, as I remember, it went to my grandparents' house in the middle of the night, got the call. And then was yeah. there to be with them in that moment they're and then start planning. People. I really yeah. I I really think they're so amazing and such caring people. I think that's a lot of the, the reason that 
they take that career path is because they want to do something good. Yeah, I think it's a real, like, how can I serve people in their most difficult time, too? I can't imagine. How do you shake that off at the end of the day? I don't know. I'm sure you develop. What if you have a party that night, like a dinner party? But you buried someone earlier. I'm sure that they they develop some level Mm of wherewithal. Callous, not the right word, but just, you know, I've seen enough stuff where I, I know how to shift out of it, I think. It's right. like nurses, you know. Like I nurses. Oh, my gosh. And uh, speaking of that, if you want to donate to our project down in Dirty Fun, please go to mytalk1071.com and click on uh, the Don and Steve show and you can um, donate to Alina. Yeah, Alina Health uh, Caring for Caregivers Fund. It's a really, really cool thing. Talk about, you know, taking care of people. Yes. Um, first of all, Alina taking care of the healthcare workers who take care of us. Yes, absolutely. We are at, as a station right now, we are at $28,683. We have a goal of $40,000. And so uh, it is not too late at all for you to donate and we would love it if you donated to our show specifically with the alina um health's caring for caregivers fund right now donna we're in second place that's okay we accept that we just got to stay above colleen and brad oh my gosh you guys the behemoth that is the jason and alexis show you you guys by the they were raising money for Lori and julia this morning yeah oh my gosh kind of oh you think it's sweet though kenny did it and he said, you have to donate to their fund, but in the comment section, we need you to put on behalf of Jason and Alexis, oh. yes. a franchise show on my talk. Oh, yes. And there so you go. we raised $750 for, oh. for their show. There were in last place this morning. So Kenny so kindly wanted to help them out. That is really oh, kind. That's so sweet. And they're raising money for a springboard for the arts, another worthy cause. They're all really worthy causes. Yeah. We're just competitive and, and we love our cause and want you to help us Uh, 10 bucks whatever you got 20 bucks you know tomorrow's payday yeah you're gonna feel like a million bucks even if you just donate 10 bucks yeah yes and we can and we can get it matched too we have great matching uh, partners who have partnered together with us um and so be sure to make your you want your money to double put down five we'll turn it into 10 like magic you got it buddy uh, when we come back, if you see something, we always want you to say something. Uh, Dawn saw something. Oh, oh my no, gosh. Dawn. Oh, Holy my crap, gosh. Dawn. Terrifying. All right. Oh, gosh, it, involves it involves a shark and a an shark. arm and a, and a leg. And a leg. Oh, no. Oh, God. We'll get to that when we come right back on My Talk 1071. I wonder Ooh, when you boy. A shark, an arm, and a leg. Oh, boy. There we go. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right, Dawn. Yeah. I am very afraid. You can't even escape the sharks in the desert. That's what's so scary. Yeah, I don't like where this is at. What? Oh, gosh, this happened in Egypt. Of course, off the coast of Egypt. Uh, there was a mother and son, a Ukrainian mother and son. They were snorkeling with a tour guide in Ras Mohammed National Park. Um, mm. And unfortunately, a white-tipped shark <gasps> took the arm of the 12-year-old boy. Oh, no! my Lord. Yes, he's now in critical care. Uh, just n- all jokes aside, oh, of course, my. we wouldn't joke about that. Um, and 
Despite surgery, his arm could not be saved. Oh, oh my God. And uh, the Egyptian guide has lost a leg. And Whoa. the mother suffered minor injuries. The Boy. area where the attack took place has been closed off. And this is a really rare area in the Red Sea area of Egypt, especially in the past few years. Shark attacks are rare there. Uh, last time was in 2010. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's that my is, story, guys. That is scary. Okay, that is horrifying. Remember, Jeez. do you guys remember that sound bite we had of that woman going... <laughs> The ocean is the shark's house. Yeah. The ocean is the shark's house. <laughs> Chicken walks into my house. I'm eating it. Yeah. Yeah, we play that all the time in the morning show. I can't remember her name. She's awesome. Uh, hilarious. I mean, not the tragedy, but oh my yeah. gosh, that is... I'm with you. This is why I can't go in the ocean. I can't. I mean, the vastness of it just freaks me out. Even underwater shots, I get yeah. sick. I can't watch things. Have like you ever been abyss. on a cruise, Don? Uh, yes, one time, and I was sick the whole time. I yeah. I couldn't even the motion. Yeah, which I don't get car sick. I don't get motion sickness in an airplane. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sit backwards in a very small plane and jump out of it. But it's the feeling of the ocean moving and knowing, especially that my I had one of the cheaper <laughs> cabins. It was a radio promotion that we did. Yeah, we, we me did too. A, a cruise for um, we got a group of people who had been divorced and it was the divorce cruise <laughs> we had fun games for them and everything people that were celebrating that they had gotten divorced oh my god and so but anyway i had one of the free cabins they gave us and it was the one below you oh. know so oh. knowing that i was actually below the surface even though it was a huge no ship mm-hmm. as the water starts to fill when it springs a that's where you put oh the workers oh, oh not the hey donna what it, sorry i was it was a five-day cruise and i was so i had such motion sickness i that did too. i stayed in my cabin for three days i couldn't even leave oh did man. you take i took pills three oh, times I had a day those magnets for my wrists i had magnets behind my ears i took you know, pills i i've been on many cruises i love cruising but the last cruise we were on was a disney cruise and the first night there was a storm that they were trying to avoid and the first night it was so rocky that some chairs at the dining room fell over and it was like okay this is oh, this is not great no. and then they had us all gather in the theater that night and the captain said here's what we're going to do and here's how we're going to divert and then he did a masterful job by the next day that we woke up smooth sailing um but it can be something donna 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 yes steve i just saw something and i have to say something okay this is about your boy harry styles okay have you heard the story about the super fan yes you did yeah did we talk about it it? no i just read stuff i haven't heard it oh well it's trending on twitter today right now so that's why i thought about it maybe donna's that much of a super fan she already knows i just saw the headline and and Harry Styles. His car broke down, that one. Car breaks down uh-huh. outside of a super fan's house. Okay. Dream come true for the super fan, right? Sort of. <laughs> she was not home at the time. So here's what happens. And this woman has kept this, um, her social media private. Harry's label asked her to not release the story just yet so that they could all be on the same page whenever it gets released. Well, now it's released. And what happened is, Harry breaks down outside of her house. Harry Styles. He's waiting for a tow truck. And her neighbor 
sees Harry Styles broken down outside of her house. Yeah. Knows, oh, she's a big fan. She said, oh, well, you would be able to go and wait in there. I can get you I get you into that house. Oh. Long story short, <laughs> Harry Styles waits in the superfan's house. Superfan is not home. Superfan's dad ends up getting there, entertaining Harry. No. They have some tea. No. She, Harry finds out, oh, my gosh, she's such a superfan. He goes, signs her albums. Leaves her a note oh on watermelon God. stationery that she had, <gasps> fitting the part. Hit it, Donna. Watermelon sugar. And then he even fed the fish, which he had a picture of. And they left. So there were pictures of. So imagine oh, for no. a moment. Imagine you're a super fan of Harry Styles. You get home to your house and your dad says, you're not going to believe what I'm yes, about to tell here. you. And then shows you a picture <laughs> Of Harry. That is amazing. Feeding your fish. He wrote this to her, Harry Styles, to the super fan who wasn't at home when he broke down outside of her house. Theodora, my car broke down on your street, and your dad's friend kindly let me wait at your house with a cup of tea. I'm devastated that we missed each other. Looking forward to meeting you soon. Treat people with kindness, all my love. Harry, P.S., I fed the fish. <laughs> oh and there's God, the picture that. of him feeding the fish. Oh. And then he went on to say, have your dad reach out to me and uh, so that I can meet you at the next show. Oh. And so the next time that he's at a show, he's going to be able to uh, to meet Theodora. But oh. what a, I mean, what a story. And it's, they, the write-up in the loop says this is the most 2020 story. You know what? This is so, um, our friend Angela, who used to work with us down yes. the hall, was like the biggest Harry Styles Huge fan. Harry Styles fan. This would be her. Yes, she would be, but she'd be so mad that she missed him. Infuriated. Yes. She'd be just infuriated. Oh, Could you imagine? No. Imagine so right, today you come home and your roommate Jason says, you won't guess who dropped by. <laughs> Harry Styles. Here's a picture of him taking Buddy out to go to the bathroom. Oh my God. That's I mean, so your brain awesome. almost wouldn't be able to comprehend it. No, you'd be in shock a little bit. Do you know where this happened, Steve? Was it in England? It's somewhere over in uh, Great Britain, and they're not releasing like the specific locations because right, they, they don't, don't want, want the bugger. Right. Well, and her name just bugger. sounds very British. Theodora. So does she get to go to a concert? She'll get to she... go to a concert okay. and meet him. Oh, good. Yes. All right. But I might still, tuned out. She. The second. only thing she'll ever think of for the rest of her life is I could have been sitting in my living room talking to him. I could have poured him tea in my house. Who would this person be for you guys as far as artists go? Oh, geez. Great question. That's Mm. a really good question, Dawn. Wow. You know, I really do like a lot of Coldplay's songs. I can listen to a lot of their songs and enjoy them. Mm -hmm. Chris Martin. Chris Martin would be fun. Um, But I think it might be more like if Conan O'Brien was in my house. Oh, that'd be fun. That's good. That'd be a real like, what? What? the? We could have talked. Donna? What do you know? What do you... Musical guys. I don't know. I don't know. Springsteen. Let's go Springsteen. Okay. Prisoner of the moment. He's classic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kind of your type. Hey, uh, speaking of music, when we come back, um, there is a musical artist who just had hair transplant surgery and apparently is talking about it. We'll tell you who it is and how it went when we come right back on My Talk 1071.